What's going on, everybody? There it is. <laughs> this is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. Phoenix Down. Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 35.1. Almost made you forget. 35.1. 35.1. <laughs> Are you sure? But, uh, yeah. As you can tell, we're playing through Metal Gear Solid. Really? They clicked on the episode with the name on it and they didn't know? Hey, RSS feed. <laughs> it says it in the RSS feed. Maybe they just hit play and didn't look. How about that? <laughs> who does that? I don't know. It's, it's, I, I think anybody who follows this podcast knows because I have been pimping the living crap out of it that we're playing Metal Gear It's the start of a good year. Yes. Absolutely. So, Metal Gear Solid. I'm... Um, PS1 classic. I think everybody knows it. We're halfway through it. I say halfway, but then when I sat down and played the rest of this, it feels like it was a shit ton more. Backtracking, son. Yeah, backtracking sucks. There's only one really bad backtracking section in the first half, but the second half has that key shit, and fuck the key shit. Yeah, fuck the key shit. So, Let's get into it, but before we do, I want to get into uh, our email, because we did get an email. comes from our f- good friend, Jamie. Uh, she's playing along with us. Never played Metal Gear before. Uh, it says, hi guys, I'm really enjoying Metal Gear Solid. Even though I never played it as a kid, I still it still gives me the same nostalgic feeling, which could partly be because of listening to you guys talk about it. I think Fighting Psycho Mantis would have blown my mind when I was 13. Metal Gear Solid also brings back that feeling of elation when you beat a boss. I feel like the bosses in today's games don't have the same difficulty level or maybe it's unique way you have to kill them. It's been years since I jumped up and down after beating a boss and I totally did after beating Cyborg Ninja. <laughs> You guys were talking about your top games, so I wanted to give you my top games and the reasoning behind them because I think it's pretty f- similar to you guys, what you guys were saying. In the the top spot would have to be Final Fantasy VII. There you go. Uh, because it was the first game I got with my PlayStation. I had an NES and a Super NES, but then I jumped to PlayStation and Final Fantasy VII changed gaming for me forever. I also got Dino Crisis, and I soon played Resident Evil. Resident Evil, all of them, gets number two on my list. The third spot is a tie. They are more modern games, and uh, that is because I had another multi-year gap in gaming, so it was probably five to six years since I played when Sophie talked me into getting a PlayStation 3. Mm. She suggested Skyrim and Portal 2. 
I well, love it's a the, good weekend. Yeah, it is. I love them because they reintroduced me and because they changed my gaming experience yet again. Always sorry for the super long emails. Do not be sorry for that. We love those long emails. Uh, looking forward to the rest of the game and the rest of the series. Jamie, thank you very much for that. Yeah, those, those are pretty good games, even if you have been playing five years and then that's your first ex- reintroduction. Yeah, Skyrim's huge. That that would be very daunting for me if I hadn't played a game in six years and all of a sudden you, they sit you down in front of Skyrim. It's it's almost unfair because yeah. you go play something else and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, right. it's not as big as Skyrim. Yeah, where are these walls I keep running into? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what is this twelve hour game? What is this shit? Yeah, I, I I will be fully honest with you. I put forty hours in Skyrim and have never beat it. You know what? I only put 25 in and I beat it, but that's because I mainlined it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I put 20 hours into that game and never talked to the Greybeards. I know. You guys kept doing, <laughs> talking about that on the podcast. You're like, we still haven't talked to the Greybeards. I'm like, you guys don't even have a fucking dragon shout yet. You suck. <laughs> I went and found my own damn dragon shouts. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, what the fuck is it? How do I do this? Yeah, yeah. I kept running into, like, oh, just use the, the speed boost thing. I'm like, what fucking speed boost thing? I'm like, oh, you get it from the Greybeards. Oh, fuck. I haven't talked to the Greybeards yet. So, yeah. I uh, my, Maybe I need to beat that game one day. Yeah, the ending is a little... Uh, well, I never expect much from the Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, it's not built for its story. It's built for its world. World, But yeah. But going into a game that's all about its story. Shit. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid. Last we left off, we were... Uh, Captured by Sniper Wolf. Sniper Wolf. God, I can't you, fucking... You can't talk tonight I can't talk tonight at all. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Sniper Wolf. Sniper Wolf. Sniper Wolf. Ooh. That's how they say it in Japanese. She's always a Sniper Wolf. So, uh... We get captured by her. And, uh, we're... Put in front. We get a cutscene. Obviously, we get a cutscene in every fucking thing. Cutscene in Metal Gear. Yeah, I no. can't. No, I can't believe it. Um, of us kind of facing up at a light, and we keep hearing these people talk. Uh, it's obviously Revolver Ocelot and another guy, which we then noticed that it's Liquid Snake. And face to face to him, even though it's pixelated, we you can't really get a good sense of it. <laughs> so they have to like convey it through the dialogue. Yes, I see we are brothers after all, you know, I'm like, okay. That's my liquid snake impression. That's best bad. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah, no, no. I can I can actually I think I I, I kinda can do his voice, maybe. You talking about liquid? Yeah, liquid. It it's it's it is it, interesting. Cause I don't know if that guy is really British or not. I don't know. He's not. He's not. The guy that plays him, I don't think so. Yeah. So, um, uh, he's there, and, uh, we're strapped to a electrical torture device. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, we, we get shocked by Ocelot. Oh, the torture scene. I, There's only one other scene in this series that pisses me off. Yeah. I hate this. Yep. I, re- I really did. I actually lost. Is it even possible to beat this on the 
Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is. I, I I did after dying a couple of times. Like I did I, as a kid, but I I didn't even bother this time because I don't want to a break a controller and b you know break my wrist. You know I'm 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 going on forty now. I can't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I I did it because I wanted to try and actually do this. Um. So uh, what we have to do is Ocelot explains to the people playing at home. Uh, <laughs> press the circle button to restore your strength, and press the select button to submit. But the girl is mine. So he's going to kill Meryl if we submit Meryl. to torture. Um, and so he, he shocks us, and there's like a timer that runs down, and we have to constantly hit the circle button to restore our health. Otherwise, you know, we die. Um, and he does it four times, and then uh, you're a strong man. Yeah, that, that crap. And he, he, then they take us to the cell. And so we get another cutscene with uh, we have a cellmate. It's the DARPA chief, but there's very something very strange about the DARPA chief. Uh, he he acts. It, it looks like he's been dead for a couple of days. Huh? How is that possible? He just died. He did. He just died like a couple of hours ago from a heart attack. Uh, and another thing he knows is that his blood has been drained out of his That's body. Weird. It's really weird. Who does that? I don't know. Some kind of vampire. Oh, future stuff. Oh yeah, but you know why they did it. <laughs> yeah, I know why they did it, which we'll get into. But um, so that's that's weird. <laughs> now we need to figure out how the fuck are we going to escape? Hmm. Because uh, even though. He got the uh, they 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 got all our stuff um, except for one thing. He didn't get the PAL uh, card, uh, the 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 card that we use to disarm Metal Gear. Did he smuggle it in like the cigarettes? I, he probably did. With the he, yeah, with the cigarettes. Yeah, he, he swallowed them or or he just shoved it up his butt. Thanks, Drew, for that. I don't know, man. It's the harsh reality of war. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can love bloom on the battlefield? I wonder. Yeah. Four years he held this piece of junk up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, uh. <laughs> There's something blooming on my battlefield. <laughs> so, um, we call Otacon. That's, Otacon. that's the best way to do it. I mean, obviously, we get some cutscenes of like, what's going on? You know. It, we're getting some foreshadowing from uh, Ocelot. He's asking us questions. We don't fucking know what he's talking about. We asked Campbell. Campbell's dancing around our questions. We're like, you don't, you know, you need to be honest with us. What the fuck? You think Campbell's, you know, keeping stuff from us? I think Campbell is keeping stuff from us. But I don't. Uh, what about I, Naomi? You think I don't, Naomi's hiding anything? Uh, we haven't heard from Naomi in a while. Uh, still, but what about? I don't trust her. Um. So. Uh, well, actually, we don't. We call Otacon, and Otacon says he 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 can come to us since he has that optic camo. Um, but unfortunately, we have to go through yet another round of torture. Well, of course, I mean you couldn't just get away with one. Yeah. So I had to go through another round of torture and um, get back. And the, they do a little interesting fourth wall breaking stuff with uh, Naomi. 
He's like, uh, my arm hurts. And she's like, here, put the controller up to your arm and it vibrates. Gets you a little massage. Yeah, it gives you a little massage. I, I, and uh, she, she's like, oh, it's all about the nano machines from the injection that I gave you. Oh, sure it is. Everything's nano machines. It's kind of like Star Wars. Everything's the force. Yeah. So these nano machines, like I said before, remember that word and remember what nano machines are because you are going to hear a lot about nano machines. So, um, we get a little thing in the, a little bit of the past, uh, with, uh, with Snake because she, he, he says he wants to talk to Naomi to keep his mind off the pain and he goes into talking about Gray Fox. How, hmm. like, Gray Fox was his friend and, um, they, they met on the battlefield from the, the events that happened in Metal Gear 2. And, uh, you know, there's just like, you know, two soldiers, you know. I I had to push him on that landmine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what soldiers do. Yeah, um, and then I also uh, killed my dad after he told me that he was my dad. Burned him alive with a can of aerosol and a, and a lighter. So um, Snake is a hardened fucking killer. But uh, we get that Otacon shows up uh, at the same time. Um, the genome soldier that's been watching us um, has to go take a dump. Again. Again. Um, and the Otacon gives us a couple things. He gives us a handkerchief and he gives us a uh, thing of ketchup. <laughs> and uh, he's like, look, <laughs> I always found it funny because he's like, <laughs> during the cutscene, Snake is, grabs a hold of him through the bars, and he's like shaking him. Get me out of here! Hurry up! Get me out of here! It's like I can't. You're hurting me. <laughs> I'm just like, how is this helping anything? And he runs off. So we, I, I did the bright idea of using the ketchup to look like a blood stain, and me lay on the floor. And then the guard comes back and opens the door, and then I punch the shit out of him. That's not very nice. And then knock. I like where the guard comes back. What now? I like where the guard comes back from. Yeah, he comes back from the bathroom. Yeah, and he's all, like, freaking out and holding his ass, and he's all sick from having his clothes stolen. <laughs> yeah. uh, caught a damn cold. I hate Alaska. God damn, I got this game memorized. But, uh, so yeah, beat him up. Get my shit back. And uh, kind of found out we're back. It's, this is the second time we've backtracked. So the torture area is actually where they were keeping the DARPA chief and Meryl. Meryl! So I have to run all the fucking way back to where, you know, where we fought Sniper Wolf the first time. But on the way, I get a phone call from a deep throat. You know, Who is this guy? The, the informant from the Watergate scandal. Uh, and he tells me that there is a bomb in my stuff. Sure enough, there is something in my inventory that is counting down. So I throw it away. It explodes. I swear to God, I did this twice and alerted guards and they fucking killed me. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I was so pissed off. I was like, I just, I just want to get rid of this fucking thing. That's all I want to do. So, um, got rid of it. Now we're going back. We're going back to the communications tower. We've got to make it back to to basically get the Metal Gear because we have two options. One, use the PAL card 
to disarm Metal Gear or destroy Metal Gear. Problem is, we only have one PAL card and we don't know how to use it. Ocelot, while he was torturing us, says that there's some kind of a trick to working it. We don't don't know what that trick is. So, make it back to the communications tower. Uh, Go through the door that we were supposed to go through before we got captured. And immediately, a camera spots us and we start getting chased by millions of guys. (laughs) While this is going on, we're running upstairs using a D-pad. And it's (laughs) god-fucking-awful. Well, camera angle doesn't help. No, that camera angle doesn't help either. Multiple times I will be want to you know run up the stairs, but instead I press up against them and get a really cool uh, camera shot of me that getting the, the shot up. Yeah, that was the only cool thing about it back in the day was like, wow, look at this camera angle. This is so fucking cinematic. Yeah. Um, I finally wised up to it because, like, truth be told, I, I every time I got alerted, it was a close call. Because I was, you know, I can't knock these guys out. I mean, I was, tr- I, originally I was trying to do this without killing anybody. Um, then I finally said, fuck that noise. And <laughs> started, like, wasting dudes. Uh, but during this scene, I, I kept using stun grenades. I'd throw a stun grenade and I'd knock guys out and I'd throw another one. It was just kind of like, honest, just constantly just throwing stun grrenades everywhere. Made it to the door at the t- at halfway point of the communications tower. Otacon tells me no 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 is, is is that before or after the high D fight? I think is this before the high D fight? Yeah, this is before because you have to get up to the top. To yeah. Fire. Okay. Yeah, you make it to the elevator. That's it. Yeah. Uh and the elevator won't come up for some reason. We can't figure it out. Um so we call Otacon to see if he can possibly get it working again. He shows up and tells us it's like, you know, I got this, I brought you some rations and shit like that. Uh, and then he asks us about, uh, love blooming on the fucking battlefield and bullshit like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of this dialogue is kind of cheesy. It is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he says, well, I use the elevator should be working now. So we jump on the elevator and that elevator is acting weird. We don't know what the hell's going on. It says that the weight limit is going off. Huh. I wonder why. Yeah. Then we get a call from Otacon saying uh, the there was other optic camos that he uses that he was going to go back and get some, get one for us. But unfortunately, they were all gone. Couldn't find out. Those guys with the optic camo are inside the elevator with us, and we can't see them. No. And then I put on my thermal goggles and I can see them and I shot the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and I have to mention because this, this is, I, I like, I, I decided to go back and watch a retrospective of the metal gear series. Uh, game trailers did a fantastic one. And I, I went back and watched some of it. Originally, a lot of the Japanese audience thought that metal gear solid was really a remake of metal gear two. Because there are so many things that happened in Metal Gear 2 that happened in Metal Gear Solid. Uh, like uh, getting ambushed on the elevator and uh, fighting a Hind D or a helicopter fight and stuff like that. It, it, like there's, there's a lot of similarities 
It doesn't shock me because Kojima made that game and it was only released in Japan. Yeah. And he never got to, you know, fully realize that was one of his big things with Metal Gear Solid was he finally got to do a lot of the things he was limited to on the older systems. So, um, but he, he, uh, obviously he did come out and say, no, this is a continuation from Metal Gear 2. So it's not a remake, nothing like that. Yeah. So, uh, um, Finally, when we make it top of the communications tower, we're going to cross to communications tower B. And uh, unfortunately, uh, a helicopter comes out of nowhere and blows up the, the bridge. So we can't cross now. But we do have a rope <laughs> that we conveniently found at the top of the stairs. Video games. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't pick up the rope there, the rope would just would be right there where you're supposed to repel from. That was probably a play <laughs> test decision. Yeah, it, it had to have been. Somebody got there and they're like, "Uh, I didn't pick up the rope." Then the, <laughs> the guys at college were like, "Oh, well, then you're fucked." Yeah. Start from last checkpoint, motherfucker. Shit, if there were. Yeah, I know. Um. Whereas, if you missed like the uh, the mind detector and stuff, you can still sort of get through the game. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we have to rappel down the communications tower while this Hind D is shooting a machine gun at us, um, which I totally forgot about this scene, to be honest with you. I remember the, the uh, No, I remember the Hind D fight, but I didn't remember the rappelling part. Oh, yeah. Um, which was it's really, really cool. It's, but it's simple. You know. It's simple, but it's just a cool thing. You were like, I've never done that. Yeah, know? well, I mean, it's, it's, this was... At, at 13 years old, this was like, this isn't a fucking action movie. I'm, you know, I was fucking in love with this. Yep. Between that and, like, the last scene of the game? Yeah. The last scene of that game, the last fight. Oh, God. That's totally yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie from the 80s. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so great. Oh, man, I was so... Like, we'll get to that, though. Um, repelling down, make it to the communications tower, B... And uh, eventually we make it to the top and we have to fight the Hind D. The Hind D is being piloted by none other than your brother, Liquid Snake. That's a great scene, too, where he comes up. He's like, brother, brother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's all in slow motion and everything. It's so action movie. Brother. So ridiculous, too. It is, but it was like when he did that, I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, let's do this. Yeah, because originally when you meet up with him, he, he shows up and, uh, you know, when he's shooting at us and we're trying to run from him because like, there, there's that totally that scene where you're running across the bridge and he's machine gunning the bridge and we're trying to run from it. <laughs> um, and, You know, he's like, you don't have any weapons to kill me, you know, and. So it's uh, conveniently at the top of communications tower. There is a Stinger missile launcher there. Crazy. So we uh, we we pick up the Stinger, and holy shit, the Hind D fight was the most intense fucking fight in this entire game for me. Like this playthrough right here. Holy shit! Like I had two rations, and if you get hit. You, you're half health. Get hit again. You use a ration. Mm-hmm. So I can only get hit four times before I'm dead. 
And it was, it was mainly just me like popping out, shooting him, go back in hiding. And then, you know, after you get him down to a certain amount of health, he starts fucking shooting rockets at you. And those hurt. <laughs> but it's, uh, I really like the, that, there's there's something about you know how like I'm I, everybody knows I'm a big video game music fan and Metal Gear Solid particularly has a theme everybody knows the Metal Gear Solid theme yeah that song but they use that song but remix it for every encounter almost yeah. and it ha- and it has like a just a little distinct difference. So like in the hind D fight, they play this and it sounds, and it reminds somebody of a flying thing. You know, everybody knows what that, that music bit sounds like. Flight of the bumblebee. It kind of, and it's, it, it, it has that, but it, it is still the, the duel, which is the name of the, the, the fight song is, is called duel. And, uh, but it's just a different take on that song. And I, I, that's why I've always loved about the Metal Gear music is they've always done that kind of thing. They've always had an existing theme, and then they would change it up for the different situations. It's just good sound design. Yeah, it really is. Um, but that fight was fucking intense. And uh, finally, shoot down the hind D. Goes down hind D. Hind D, and it goes down in flames, blows up. Liquid is in there, burning to he's death. Dead. Yeah, he's, he's dead. dead. I'll see you in hell, Liquid. And uh, we uh, we make it to uh, the end of the communications tower, which I think that's when the elevator stuff happens. To be honest with you, I think it's after the high D fight. Um, but after we make it through the communications tower, we uh, have to go through this field. Um, during a blizzard, and Makes while sense. and while we're while you know we're on our way through, and all of a sudden we get shot the fuck up. We don't know where it's coming from. Oh no, it's Sniper Wolf for round two. And then we get a cutscene. She's on our Kodak talking to us. It's like I'm gonna kill my prey. I'm like no, I'm gonna. Yeah, kill she's you. a little creepy. She she is fucking weird. Uh, you know, and he's like, oh, you're going to pay for what you did to Meryl. Meryl. So, so we're going to, uh, we're going to go into the next fight. Uh, unfortunately the, the, every fight from now on, starting with the hind D fight, it has to do with some kind of first person aiming. <laughs> That's not good with a D pad. Uh, the D pad. So we're fought, we're doing a sniper fight. With Sniper Wolf in a blizzard. Yeah, you take your diazepam. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I ran out. Um, oh, so, that's not good. Yeah, so I was really shaky. And whenever she would pop out from a tree, I'd just go, and hope I hit her. Um, eventually, yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> used missiles at this part instead of my sniper rifle. Yeah, you can use the Nikita as well. <laughs> um. Still does the same amount of damage as a sniper shot, though, which is kind of funny. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, you take her out. She she's she's laying there dying. Um, I, I noticed that a lot of people when you kill them, they 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 have a lot to say while oh, they're, yeah, while they're very dying. Wordy. Yeah, very wordy. I am lung shot. Then you should not be talking right now. 
I'm sorry. That's not how biology works. <laughs> this is a video game. <laughs> you should be nothing but <laughs> and then you die. Um but she's talking about, you know He got lung shot with a Nikita missile apparently. <laughs> Shrapnel, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> That's a hell of a lung shot. You ain't even got a lung no more. Yeah, for real. But uh, she's uh, she's laying there dying, talking about a few things, love and shit. I don't know what the fuck. She babbles a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of discussion of every boss has something to say, and it's all this, you know, philosophical shit. Nobody's ever nobody's ever said that Kojima's not fucking preachy in his video games. Oh, this is true. Um, and, uh, Otacon shows up because apparently he was in love with the woman and, uh, he, he's, he's sad and crying. And then I pull out my gun, even though it doesn't have a, a silencer on it anymore. I guess he took it off just to shoot her in the face with it. Um, <laughs> and if you don't hear the, if you don't hear the gunshot, it's not dramatic, Drew. Exactly. You know, they don't show it. it, it you know, the camera pans away and you hear the gunshot and then I take her handkerchief and put it over her face. And for some reason it just looked dumb. <laughs> Cause she's, she's laying there with, like cradling a sniper rifle and it's just a cloth over it. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a warrior's way to die. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, we, we kill sniper wolf and Otacon runs off and he says he'll be in touch. <laughs> And then we go off to where they're keeping Metal Gear. <laughs> disc 2. Disc 2. We gotta switch over to Disc 2. Uh, which is me going into the PlayStation menu and saying go to Disc 2 now. Um, yeah, this is back whenever you had to have multiple discs. Yeah, that was like so weird back in the day because it's like, it, you know, take out Disc 1, insert Disc 2. And you didn't know if it was going to work or not. You were like, I was always is, concerned, yeah. like the power would go out while I'm swapping discs. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it, it is very strange how they did that shit back then. Um, we said That's how people learned how to boot pirated games too. <laughs> the um, the the last game we did that that had uh, multiple discs was Blue Dragon, no less. Oh God, Blue Dragon. Yeah. Talk about Blue Dragon. This is the beginning. That uh, last boss fight song is still epic as fuck. It is, but that last boss <laughs> sucked. It did, but the song. God damn. I'm so good. Fucking kill Roy. <laughs> spoiler! I knew he was the final boss. Shut up, it. spoiler! We called that shit first episode. I'm just saying spoiler. Yeah, spoiler for Blue Dragon. Um. Hey, nobody gives a fuck. 2007. 2007. Um, so, um, make it down to the underground facility. We got to make it through a few places first. The first one being, um, a very, like, kind of like a boiler room. So much, in fact, that there's, there's like melted metal lava, if you will. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a very, very warm place. Really? Keep, keep that in mind. Is that why it was orange? Yeah, very orangey. Uh, and then when we go through there, we ride a couple of elevators, and uh, we go into the freezer part. 
Um, the second elevator ride, we get a call. Get a call from uh, Master Miller, which I don't think we mentioned last episode. <laughs> is that we we have our master talking to us, guy who trained Snake. I think we talked about it at the very beginning because he shows up at the first time when you're in the the ducks sneaking in. Yeah, Master Snake. This is McDonald Miller. It's, it's like his American accent is so trying to be American. I know, for real. It's this is McDonald Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Game show host extraordinaire. <laughs> McDonald and Miller. Known wasp. <laughs> uh, McDonald Miller. Uh. So uh, he gives us a call and he's like, uh, what do you know about Naomi? We don't know what the hell he's talking about. And he says, uh, well... While we were talking to Naomi in the cell, she's telling us about how um, she got into genetics because she wanted to know who her family was. She wanted to know her ancestry and stuff like that. Uh, her grandfather was um, an FBI agent uh, working in uh, during the J. Edgar Hoover times, and they helped take down the mafia back in the 50s. Um. So we say that to go to Master Miller's thing. Master Miller calls us and says, I don't believe Naomi's story. Uh, the first one being that he has a friend in the FBI and he just did a little check with him and none of her story is checking out at all. Huh. And he's like, I don't know what's going on, but don't trust Naomi. We don't know what's going on with her. He also asks us, um, God, no, that's that's the second time after we kill Vulcan Raven. Uh, spoiler alert: we kill Vulcan Raven. Um, <laughs> no way, dude. Uh, so he he plants a seed. Don't trust Naomi. Her her, her shit sound it's sounding kind of fishy. So we make it to Vulcan Raven in the cooler, and uh, he has upgraded his arsenal from a tank to a fucking Gatling gun with a backpack. Of course he has. I mean, he's got to carry that ammo somehow, so he's going to put it in a backpack. And um, I, I always thought it was kind of cool because when that second elevator ride, while you're riding down it, they, the the ravens start showing up. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. Just, yeah, I thought they did a good job of that in this game because you also hear the wolves howl before you fight Sniper yeah. Wolf. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of this, not necessarily subtle, but... You know, sort of get you psychologically ready for it. Right. It's Except correct. I kept running from them. Can the Ravens attack you? I don't think so. it seems like they're flying awfully low, and I kept running away from them. I don't think the Ravens will hurt you. You, you play too much Resident Evil, dude. <laughs> um, make it to the cooler or the freezer part, and uh, there's Vulcan Raven with a chain gun. And uh, he's, he's saying, you know, more... Stuff, more stuff. They gotta say more stuff. And he's talking about, you know, like I, I am a raven and you are a snake, and we are enemies and we're going to kill each other. He's very spiritual. He's very spiritual. Um, he's a shaman. He's a shaman. Uh, he, fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> game. He, um, shh, stop it. <laughs> has he has uh, like. Snake's like, am I hallucinating? There's a a raven lands on his shoulder and he can't move. 
and then apparently that's not really happening. I don't know what the fuck happened with this this cutscene. Um, I guess it, it it froze him long enough for him to to give his speech, and then it's time to fight. Uh, so this boss fight is basically running in between crates, trying to avoid his Gatling gun. Uh, you drop the mine, son. Yeah, you can drop the claymores if you want to and kind of lure him to them. Instead, what I did was pull out my stinger and shoot the shit out of him with a stinger missile. <laughs> yeah, you can do that, too. Yeah. Um, or you can use the Nikita. I like how you always have to say it like that. Nikita. It's the Nikita. The Nikita. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it's the Nikita. Nikita. So you, we uh, defeat him. He's actually a very easy boss. Yeah. You know, when you get his health down, he'll start kind of like running instead of just like walking and, and machine gunning stuff. He starts like fucking jogging. Um, then we kill him. And uh, he gives us a little bit. He, he says, I'm going to give you a hint. And uh, his hint is not very helpful. I like how you have to do the impersonation of Vulcan Raven every time. I'm going, I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. Like he's I, Bluto or something. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> how do you do his voice? It's so weird. It's monotone. I'm not saying it's not weird. I'm just saying it's funny as hell. <laughs> I try to do everybody's voice. I've noticed Shalashaska. Shalashaska. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... What was fuck? Now I'm now I'm drawing a blank. What the fuck was his hint? He told us something, but I can't remember what it was. Fuck! It's been two weeks since I played this. I don't remember the shaman's last words. It was either had to do with Naomi, or fuck, I can't remember. Anyway, he gives us a hint, and whatever, he dies. The ravens eat him. Eat him pretty fast, too, because his body disappears real quick. He had to be turned into that statue. Turned into that statue? Oh, did I just reference something you don't remember? I um, probably don't. Okay. We'll talk about that next episode. Okay. Oh! How ridiculous. <laughs> well, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so we move on to the place where they're actually storing Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Um, and I've always loved it. I loved it whenever I was a kid, but I loved it here too. When you're running down that long corridor, the camera goes down to where Snake's feet are. And you, you, you know, when you run it, go into the doorway and it reveals Metal Gear right there. That's, that was always a cool moment. Yes. And uh Kojima should direct a movie. Yeah. <laughs> he he already kind of has I, I, multiple times. Yeah, several movies. Um so um when we we're, we're getting a little bit more information. So um we got to figure out a way to disarm Metal Gear. Oh, I know the hint now. The hint that uh that uh, Vulcan Raven gave us was that the DARPA chief wasn't really the DARPA chief. It, 
it was Decoy Octopus. Oh. A member of Foxhound. Master of Disguise. Who we haven't seen throughout the entire game yet was mentioned in the intro. Yeah. But we did see him. We talked to him, and he had a heart attack and died. But we didn't know that was him. Oh, snap! So that's the reason why the DARPA chief that was in the cell with us was all decomposed and shit, because he had been dead for a few days. And missing his blood. And missing his blood. Because apparently, Decoy Octopus takes his job seriously. To the point where he removes his blood and puts the person he is disguised as his blood inside of his veins. Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I know. So he can take on the likeness and everything. Not That's not the only reason. What's the other reason? Because they could tell from the nanomachines if that was really him or not. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. That's why he did it, so that Naomi and Campbell wouldn't recognize who he was. Yeah. Which is why he showed up as a green dot on our map. Exactly. Ah, very smart. See? <laughs> they got that shit covered, son. Very tippy though. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, still doesn't explain why he died then. Well, there's a reason why he died. Okay. Do you know? Do you want me to tell you? You go ahead and tell me. It's because he injected the blood in there, which was filled with fox dye. So the DARPA chief was filled with fox dye? Yes, because when he gave up his secret. Huh? Am I I missing something? Gave up his secret? No, the nanomachines will kill. That's what fox dye is. It can kill based on the nanomachines. So the fact that he gave up his secret of how to, you know, activate Metal Gear means that he needed to die. And when Diokoi Octopus put his blood in there, that's what caused him to kill him. Okay, I don't think they explained that in this game. No, they don't. You you said you wanted me to explain things to you, okay. so I'm explaining. All right, I'm fine then. All right, we are skipping ahead a little bit, but that's okay because we're getting close to the end of this game. Yeah, at this point, it's it's all fair game. This is all this is all getting revealed in the next ten minutes, <laughs> or two hours of cutscenes. Yeah, or t- yeah, two hours of cutscenes. Um, so uh, what ends up happening is is that we make it to Metal Gear. Metal Gear's there. There's no guards around. Because basically they're getting ready to launch. So um, we make it to the control room where obviously where they can start Metal Gear. And holy shit, Liquid Snake is there. Oh, no way. How somehow he survived that crash. I don't know how. Um, And he is there with Revolver Ocelot. uh, Handyman. And... um, they're there having a very long dialogue, uh, and Snake is eavesdropping. Long dialogue in Metal Gear? No fucking way. Yeah, I know. So, uh, uh, but they mention a lot of shit. Uh, talking about how, you know, we've got both code, we've put them in, we're all successful, we're ready to go. Uh, Fox Die, this thing called Fox Die. Huh. Is uh, he said it, it already killed uh, Decoy Octopus and it killed the the president of Arms Tech, and uh, he said, "Well, we'll just we'll, we'll we'll bribe the United States government for the vaccine for it." And um, 
you know, there's a it's whole... It's kind of a, a bit of a clunky way to reveal all this stuff, though, right? I mean, just to have him walk up and just casually happen to overhear this entire conversation. He well, was supposed to hear it. Yeah. It's a ploy. It's a ploy to get him to do all this stuff for him. Exactly. Because we don't know this yet. So... I'm trying to keep it revealed, but let's 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 just keep it. We'll keep it under wraps because I <laughs> I, I want to talk about this how it happened. Um, That's fine. That's fine. They go into a whole bunch of dialogue. They mention this thing called Fox Die that has killed the people who basically had the heart attacks. Um, they talk about uh, who they were going to shoot at when they got this this nuclear warhead. Um. And originally it was going to be Russia, but then he's going to change it to China because then it could be covered up. So there's another thing that we find out um, that Campbell knew. What Campbell's been dancing around was the fact that ArmsTech had actually been working on at this facility a way to completely change how nuclear weapons work. Because, see, everybody knows that a nuclear weapon can be tracked on radar and things like that when they are fired. But using the Metal Gear's railgun, they would not be detected. Basically, a silent stealth nuclear warhead could be fired. And the whole point of that was that they were going to shoot it at this uh, nuclear facility in China. It's this whole big thing about bribery. They're trying to get all this stuff. You know, they obviously they want the Fox die vaccine now, but they all still want the, the remains of Big Boss. And we still don't know why. Yet. Oh. But, but we will find out. So we hear all this and uh they, you know, we we're like, okay, we got our card. We need to figure out a way how to deactivate Metal Gear. While Snake has the car in his hand, fucking Shalashaska sees Snake and shoots the card out of his hand. And then we have to, <laughs> then we have to go search for the fucking card in the drainage, uh, which is just a fucking detour. It's so fucking annoying. There was no reason why this had to, make to happen. To make the game longer. To make the game longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they call the troops. The troops come. We have to go. We literally, we 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 just had to backtrack. We backtrack back to where we entered the the facility where Metal Gear is. Go to the drainage, pick up the card, and come back up. Now, now, liquid and ocelot are gone. We don't know where they went. But during this time, Otacon has been breaking into the files of uh, the president of Arms Tech. He's trying to figure out how do we use this card to stop Metal Gear. Well, there's a trick to it. Finally, we figure out what the trick is. The card is activated depending on the temperature of the card. So there is a card for room temperature. There is a card for uh, cold temperature. And there's a card for hot temperature. So basically, we have to... Use the card three times while it still has a type of heat signature on it. So cold, hot, normal. Well, we have normal already, so we go ahead and activate that. Then we have to go freeze the card. Well, where's a cold place at? Let me go back to where we killed Vulcan Raven because that's a freezer. Freeze the card. Go back. Put it back in. 
then we got to heat the card. The thing is, if you stay in a place too long, the card will eventually turn back to normal. Mm-hmm. So you have to be fast. And then we have to backtrack all the way back to the boiler room, get the card hot. Then we have to quickly run all the way back through the freezer, then back up. <laughs> you have to crawl across Metal Gear, go back to the control room, and put in the hot code. Holy shit. This sucked. <laughs> Worst part of the game. Yes, without a doubt. So after putting in both all three codes, you know, it recognizes it, and this lady computer voice pops on and says, uh, thank you. You've now activated Metal Gear. And then fucking sirens go off and shit, and Snake's freaking the fuck out. No, I disarmed it. What the fuck? When I was 13 years old and I got this cutscene, I honestly thought I did something wrong. I thought it, I thought, I thought I got it. I was going to get a game over because I had done something wrong. <laughs> You've never witnessed betrayal in a video game. This is, uh, I'm going to be done. This is the first, this is the first big plot twist I've ever experienced in a video game. And, um, holy shit. What a plot twist it was. So we get a cutscene. Codec. Call from Master Miller. And Master Miller is still doing his uh, game show host voice, but then it starts it slowly starts cracking into this weird, like almost British sounding voice. Huh. And he's all smarmy about it too. You know, it's like thank you for activating Metal Gear for us. <laughs> we never got the code from the DARPA chief. Unfortunately, he died during interrogations. Ocelot accidentally killed him. So we never got his code. And then we were hoping that you had information, which is why we put the, you know, we, 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 we faked the DARPA chief with, you know, decoy octopus. Cause we thought maybe you had information on how to activate it. And then he died of a heart attack. And now you did all the work for us. And the whole time when Snake's like, who are just you? Just a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it was all it was all planned. And then he takes off his sunglasses and he lets his hair down and it's fucking liquid snake. Ermagerd. Ermagerd indeed. Because like I said, when I was 13 years old and, it's, and it was revealed that Master Miller was really fucking Liquid Snake the whole time, what the fuck? I was fucking blown away. And I, think, I think nobody nobody watches Family Guy, but I think one of the, the cutaways that, that best describes this is when Peter goes, holy fucking shit. <laughs> that was that, like this, when I was 13, man blew me away i was like what the fuck is going on and it it was nuts it was crazy it was absolutely crazy oh my god Uh, oh i have to mention because i kind of skipped over it during this time uh during the whole uh, changing the card thing uh we get the we get the call about naomi talking about how she she basically is a betrayer. Mm-hmm. What, what ended up happening was um, 
Master Miller. <laughs> Master Miller is <laughs> calls us and Campbell's on the line. And he's like, are you sure that Naomi is who she says she is? And he's like, what are you talking about? And Well, this FBI stuff is bullshit with her grandfather. And have you ever heard of this thing called Fox Die? And Snake's like, I don't know what the fuck it is, but Liquid was talking about it. He's like, yeah, this stuff is bad. Um, you might want to put her under arrest. So they decide to put her under arrest and they're going to interrogate her. Somehow she gets away from the interrogation and calls Snake on a codec. And uh, we're talking to her and she, she comes clean with us. She tells us, yes, I worked for Foxhound. Um, but the, the big reveal here was uh, she, she's talking about her family. She doesn't know who her family is, but she does have a big brother, a big brother by the name of Frank Yeager. Oh, snap. Also known as Gray Fox. Gray Fox is her brother. And she, I like how you just say that Gray Fox is her brother. Yeah, Gray Fox is her brother. Yeah. And uh, mind blown. La- last time I checked, Snake pushed her brother onto a fucking landmine and exploded him. <laughs> and now he's this robotic ninja thing who's lost his fucking mind. So she decided, I'm going to create this thing, this virus that genetically attacks people and gives them heart attacks, and I'm going to inject Snake with it. (laughs) Oh, man. Snake's going to die. But on top of that, it's revealed by Colonel Campbell that that was the plan the entire time. (laughs) Or no, it's not revealed by Campbell. It's revealed by her, her. And then we ask Campbell about it, and it's true. So the whole mission, the whole reason we were ever sent to Shadow Moses Island was because we were infected with fox dye, which has been genetically altered to kill specific people on the island. Basically kill everybody there, including all the soldiers, the genome soldiers. And then the U.S. government come in, Take Metal Gear for itself and and use it as a defense weapon. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! Holy fucking shit! Yeah, a lot of holy fucking shits going on, and <laughs> so this is everybody's getting crossed here. Everybody is betraying everybody here. Master Miller is dead. He's been dead for like a few days. Liquid took over his identity. He's been talking to us this whole time. Holy shit. We just activated Metal Gear because they never really had the codes and we did all the work for them. Holy shit. I'm infected with this fucking altered DNA virus that kills everybody that comes into contact with. Holy shit. We're screwed. (laughs) Uh, and then on top of that, they lock us in a room with gas. <laughs> and it's killing us. Sure, what a way to end the day. Yeah. So uh, we call Otacon. This is what happens. Otacon's a hacker, which I remember Snake saying. They said, wait, are you a hacker? <laughs> That's so dumb. We don't like to be called that. We don't like to be called hackers. So um, he hacks into the security system and unlocks the door. We escape. And then uh, we see, for some reason, fucking Liquid takes off his shirt. It must be Matthew McConaughey. 
This is the second time we brought Matthew McConaughey on your podcast. Check out my abs. Check out my abs, man. Check out my abs. <laughs> I'm Liquid Snake. I'm Liquid Snake. <laughs> and then we see him. He runs off, and we we go cat. We go to him, and then we have the very long cutscene, basically explaining everything I just explained. Uh. But on top of that, he does explain a few other things. The reason why they want the remains of Big Boss is because every soldier that they've been using, the genome soldiers, have parts of Big Boss's cellular model in them. It's weird. They have all been genetically altered to... For some reason, Kojima has it in his head that being a soldier and being a good soldier is written in people's DNA. And it is well known that Big Boss was the the soldier, the legendary soldier that was the best there's ever been. Because he killed Boss. Yeah, he, he killed Boss. That's what made him the Big Boss. That's right. But, but don't worry, we'll get into that in later episodes. Um, so... um. The problem is, is that it's not a perfect match. Uh, when you splice DNA like this, you know, pig and elephant DNA just don't splice. Exactly. So it's it's starting to deteriorate, and the genome soldiers are starting to get sick. They're starting to die. <gasps> if they don't, if they don't get Big Boss's DNA so they can perfect it, they're dead. Oh my god, that explains why they wanted his remains. Exactly. So, um, and then it's revealed what exactly Solid Snake and Liquid Snake are, because they are twins. Um, and Liquid goes into this whole spiel about the, how do they pronounce it? It's the French word? Les enfants terribles, terrible. Oh, les enfants terribles. Yeah, it's the, the the terrible infants or whatever. Yes, like um, child, child soldiers. Yeah, child soldiers. So what they experimented in the 1970s, uh, basically making these ultimate child soldiers, raising them from basically test tubes uh, to to do nothing but fight. Could you imagine somebody listening to you explain this totally out of context? Yeah. I think you're like one of those fucking I don't, <laughs> Illuminati crazy, people, yeah. Crazy people who are like on YouTube going, "The world is this way, man." Yeah, is <laughs> is, but it, but this is what's in the game. This is what comes out of Kojima's brain. Yeah. So uh, in, in the 1970s, they started experimenting with these test tube babies, uh, basically engineering them to become the ultimate soldier. And then creating their own armies. This is basically where the private military companies started, or they, they tried to start. PMCs. PMCs. Um, so they were part of that. Uh, they they wanted to make basically a carbon copy of Big Boss. So they created using his DNA a test tube baby. Uh, with all the perfect, the good traits that you can get from Big Boss's DNA. Well, they had a lot of DNA left over that were kind of like the bad parts. Out of that, they made Danny DeVito. 
<laughs> uh, and Danny DeVito turned into Liquid Snake. Yeah, he's the leftover crap. Yeah, Liquid Snake is the leftover bad genes, while Solid Snake is the supposedly the 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 perfect model. That's how he got the same voice. Yeah. So this kind of gave Liquid Snake this insanity because he 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 is crazy. And he he always hated Snake for this, even though he never knew him, never met him before. Um, and he, but the the thing is, is that Big Boss took Liquid under his wing. You know, he he let him join Foxhound, and and you know, we we get into it in later episodes. I think I think they I think they explore some of that shit in Metal Gear Solid Five. To be honest with you. We haven't played Metal Gear Solid Five yet. Yeah, I know we haven't played that one yet, but uh, I think that's where they're going with some a lot of this stuff. Well, I'm sure Liquid Snake comes in handy later. Yeah. That's so a pun. uh, <laughs> he, do, he 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 will. He, he he. We have not seen the last of Liquid Snake. Um, we haven't fought him yet, so don't get ahead of yourself. This is true. We haven't we haven't fought him yet. <laughs> We went but, to the first of them, basically. But we we get in. <laughs> I say all that to say, basically, this is what we've learned: uh, is that they're both twins made from the DNA of Big Boss. Snake got all the good genes, while Liquid got all the bad genes. And Liquid wants to kill Snake because of it. Well, yeah, he's Danny DeVito. I mean, if you were Danny DeVito and your brother was Arnold Schwarzenegger, wouldn't you want to kill him? Is that where you were going with this? I, I, I was like, you kept saying Danny DeVito. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then I said, fucking twins? Are you really? We're referencing that horrible fucking movie. It's the same thing. They were created from the same DNA. Yes. And he was the leftover crap. Dominant recessive. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, Liquid decides, I'm going to jump into Metal Gear. He jumps into Metal Gear. That was the least convinced that's true I've ever heard. (laughs) What? I'm moving on. He's like, fuck you. We're not going to talk about Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger anymore. Let's go. No. If anything, we're talking about Kindergarten Cop. Okay, did you just call Twins a bad movie in Kindergarten? Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I can't talk to you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both shitty, awesome movies. Yeah. I will agree with that. I'll tell you a really bad uh, movie that that was just bad completely that had an action movie in it, action movie star in it was uh, Don't Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. It was a fucking horrible movie. Stop or my mom will shoot. Who was in that? I'm trying to remember. Sylvester Stallone. That's right. Because it had the girl from Golden Girls. Yes. Well, Sylvester Stallone was in porn. Like, for real? Yeah. Okay. That's how he started. Oh, well. I didn't didn't know that. I I really didn't want to know that, but that's okay. Well, now you know. Mm Mm-hmm. That was half the battle. G.I. Joe? Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, now we begin the... Big boss fight of them all. Metal Gear. We take on Metal Gear Rex. Hey, look, it's another first-person mode. Yep. You're running <laughs> around this giant... 
I mean, like, where did we teleport to? Because this place did not look like this. You know, when we were running around Metal Gear in the underground base. And then all, of a, games. Then all of a sudden we're in an open area <laughs> fighting Metal Gear. Unless you go fight him, unless they're going to open that area up. Well, that's true. Maybe that's Metal a, Gear moved and, like, broke everything. That, that That's probably the best idea, but we never saw any of that. But that's okay. It's implied. Um, so Metal Gear is in it's, – it's moving around. So we got to do a couple of things. Uh, it's able to track pretty much everywhere we go using this little satellite dish on the side. We should probably deal with that. We should probably shoot that with the Stinger missile a few times. Be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what sucks is <laughs> you can dodge the uh, the machine guns. You can't dodge those fucking air missiles that come at you. There's a lot of missiles and not much of you. Yeah. So that's it sucks. Um, I ended this fight with one ration left. Well, at uh, least you ended it with something. No, well, I, this I ended the first part of this with one ration. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's two times we have to fight this fucker. Well, I know. I just you just said you ended it with one ration. So yeah, so I ended the first encounter with it with one ration. Then Gray Fox shows up. That's an awesome scene. It is. He shows up and <laughs> uh, you, God, there's so many things in this series that they repeat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's it's kind of like a movie. You know, there's always nods to older movies. Yeah. Uh, he's there. He fucking he's able to hold up Metal Gear. <laughs> like he, he it's it's gonna like crash its foot down. He's holding it. Like, just standing there. Well, you do realize most of his body is mechanical at this point, right? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Um, but he, we, you know, he jumps away. We're, we're, we're hiding behind a box. He's talking to us. We're talking about, like, what about Naomi? And, he, and he's like, I, he, he, it's, it's another reveal. He, she's talking about how, like, uh, she, she was found. She never knew who her parents were. She was found by Gray Fox and, you know, and raised, raised and all this other stuff. And Gray Fox is like, Oh, I was the one that killed her parents and I never could tell her. And I'm like, man, you guys are just fucking rays of sunshine. What do you expect, man? It's all doom and gloom in the Metal Gear universe. I know. So Gray Fox is basically ready to, to, to end it. He's, he's done. He, he is, he has made his peace. he, he wants to go out with a bang and he sure does man. When he gets splattered on the wall, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. So metal gear rams his face into <laughs> the wall <laughs> with, a, with, with a nice sandwich with gray Fox in the middle mm-hmm. and he's, he's laying there, but at the same time, gray Fox is able to shoot the, the satellite off completely. And uh, that triggers Metal Gear's mouth to open, which is basically the cockpit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> and it reveals you can now see Snake or Liquid Snake inside of it. You can open the mouth where the cockpit is and see the snake inside. Okay, Jesus. let's just you're just making it easy. Yeah, for a twelve year old. <laughs> 
hey, I'm just, hey, I'm rekindling my youth. Yeah. And then we get a, we get the scene where we we have the Stinger missile out. Gray Fox is wanting us to, you know, now is the time to shoot. But if we shoot it, we'll kill Gray Fox at the same time. Oh, moral dilemma. And you can't shoot it anyway. No, they won't let you. Snake's like, it's no good. I can't do it. I tried to press that button so many times. I was like, let's just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. That's how he kept going. It was was all over. Over, over, over. So after, you know, he says his goodbyes, (laughs) he just gets crushed. (laughs) Literally, fucking, he, he drags him to the ground and stomps him to death. Well, I'm glad we didn't shoot. Yeah, I know. What a waste. And now we be poor children. Yeah, now we now. Jesus, (laughs) thanks, Carl. Uh, (laughs) You enjoyed every second of that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what a waste! The poor children. (laughs) There's so many lines from Aqua Teen that I could use. Oh, I don't need no instructions to know how to rock. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> Look at this! I'm gonna be fought blood later. <laughs> Who set this on head games? <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, <laughs> Gray Fox Just say is, Smith or Jones or something. It don't matter. It don't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> so uh, Gray Fox is dead, completely squashed by Metal Gear. So begins the second part. Of killing Metal Gear again. I mean, can you really say that Gray Fox is dead? I mean, the first time he got blown up by a fucking landmine and he came back. <laughs> this is true. I mean, shit. You can come back from a landmine exploding on you. I think you can come back from about anything. Very true. Very, very true. Unfortunately, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that, that stays true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of those things in the Metal Gear universe you're like... Really? Yeah. One of the coolest characters you just let die? Yeah. Okay. That's that spoiler alert for future episodes. There will be no more Gray Fox. <laughs> well, that's the thing is he's dead. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's straight up dead. It's not like, you know, I'm sitting here saying, you know, everybody who dies comes back. I'm just Yeah. So um the the second fight was the one that was more holy shit, I don't know if I can do this. Because I had one ration left. I did beat it in one try, but I was that was one of those I need to wait, run, aim, shoot, wait, run. It, it was very methodical. But man, what an epic fight though. Indeed it was. But we haven't we you ain't seen nothing yet. It's the best is yet to come. The best snap. <laughs> the best is yet to come. So we blow up Metal Gear. <laughs> we shoot the shit out of it with rockets. It crashes to the ground. You know, it's 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 just kind of just laying there, and we black out. I think. Do we black out? I believe so. Yeah. Um. When we, you we wake, wake up, up like tied up. Don't yeah, we? yeah. When yeah. we when we come to, we are on top of Metal Gear. Um, and I have to mention, Metal Gear is like two stories tall. Yeah, it's it's a big. Thing. Yeah. Um, 
we're on top of Metal Gear with Meryl, or, or not with Ken because he submitted, but whatever. Uh, according to canon, <laughs> Snake, yes, Snake it, does not submit. That's the one thing we should say. If you submit it to the torture, that's not canon. Yeah, um, because she does die. Meryl does die if you submit to the torture. Yeah, which is not how the game series goes. No, no, not at all. So uh, Meryl's laying there tied up. She's she's kind of bleeding out, actually. Um, we're tied up. And holy shit, fucking Liquid Snake is there. With his shirt off. With his shirt off. Now he's got your shirt off. We're just a whole bunch of Matthew McConaughey's up in there. Uh, hell yeah, man. It's, it's a McConaughey party. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, we, we get yet another cutscene of talking about you. Your weapons. Yeah. I, I hate you. You are my brother. I hate you. You took all the good genes. Meh. Um, he unties us and says, "Guess what? If you fall from here, you're dead." And uh, while we're at it, Colonel Campbell calls us, says that they're going to fucking uh nuclear bomb this fucking island. <laughs> well, to, yeah, they want to destroy Metal Gear. Well, they want to destroy all the evidence mm-hmm. because this will start an international incident, and we don't need that. So, being led by the Secretary of Defense, I believe. Which it's th- one of those guys. This is when I got confused as a teenager, as a young teenager, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Just because, wait till them post credits, son. Because all of a sudden, this other guy shows up on the codec, and they said that they put Colonel Candle, uh, Candle, Colonel Campbell under arrest, uh, and uh, we are going to. Uh, you served your country well. But uh, we're going to go bomb where you are right now, and uh, thanks for How service. is that not the plot line to every fucking action movie, though? Yeah, pretty much. You know, like, t- to this day, you know, Dying Light. Oh, if you don't stop it, we're going to bomb the fucking place, you know? It's- yeah. It's, it's it's always that. And Campbell's like, well, I may be able to delay it, but I'm not too certain. There's always a guy that can delay it. Yeah, we'll delay it. I, I can't stop it, but I can delay it. So, um... I don't know how many minutes we got. I know we got th- we got three minutes for the bomb. That <laughs> it's so dumb when you think about it. So we're on top of a giant mech. Nobody's got their shirts on. I'm here with my twin brother that I've been genetically created to be superior to him. He wants to f- fight hand to hand combat to the death, and Fuck on top yeah. of, and on top of that. He took a bomb, set three minutes on it, set it next to Merrill, and says, you need to kill me before this bomb goes off. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking classic action movie ending. So then we have the most epic fucking fight ever. Fist fight of death, man. Fist fight of death on top of a giant mech. It's fucking great. Fucking the dual music's playing. You know, punching the shit out of each other. He's fucking like doing this like football ram, trying to tackle us, knock us off the edge. You know what I just thought of? What's that? They repeat this in another game. Absolutely. And And I totally had forgotten about it till just now. And let me tell you something. When they repeat it, it is even more epic. (laughs) Oh, it is. It is. It's like you didn't think it could get any better than that. Oh, but it does. Oh, it does. Holy shit. Just wait. 
we will see a repeat of this kind of fight, and it is even better. Which is pretty amazing, because this one's pretty fucking good. Yeah. So eventually, after punching Liquid Snake enough times, we kick him off the fucking edge of Metal Gear. He falls to his fucking death. Fucking badass, right? He did. Then we don't have to worry about the bomb. We never do anything with that bomb. It's just, yeah. We just throw it over the edge. Fuck it. You know, we don't need it. We yeah. stick it in Metal Gear's cockpit. <laughs> so we uh, we decide to um, get Meryl. You know, we, uh, God damn. Another fucking cutscene. I love you. Bloom on the battlefield. And I wasn't a good enough soldier. Yeah. Why don't you, you leave Otacon alone? You came back to me. <laughs> you know. But anyway, so we need to escape. There's a fucking nuclear bomb coming to, to blow us to smithereens. So we get a call from Otacon. Otacon's saying, well, there's a bunch of gates and doors that need to be unlocked. And since I'm the hacker, I'm going to stay back to unlock those doors for you. You and Meryl get out of here. Enjoy your future together. Thanks, Otacon. So then we jump into a Jeep with a machine gun mounted on it. That indeed we do. We go through a bunch of tunnels, shoot a bunch of genome soldiers. They're just kind of standing around. I guess they don't know what the fuck's going on. No, they don't care. <laughs> you think they just try to get off the island, too. But while we're going down these tunnels, in the distance behind us, Another fucking Jeep pulls up. <gasps> and it's fucking liquid fucking snake. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, why wouldn't it be? I mean, it, all right. It, I know that I've played this game like 11 times now. And I, you know, I expect it now. But when I was 13 and liquid pulls up next to me with a machine gun and he's like, it's not over, snake. I'm like, fucking hell, really? This guy won't fucking die. Traditional <laughs> traditional action movies. I'm just like, my God. So, I'm on the machine gun. Meryl's driving. Don't stop for anything. And she we're, can't drive for shit anyway. She can't drive at all. And we're, we're getting hit left and right. We're getting shot up. I'm shooting the shit out of fucking liquid. Finally make it to the end of the tunnel. And the fucking... Both of our... He, he kind of like, he, we kind of T-bone him. He pulls in front of us. Yeah. And we ram him. We both flip our Jeeps. We're out into the, um, you know, we're, we're out in the, in the tundra now. You know, it's, it's snow everywhere. It's daylight now. And um, the Jeep is flipped over and our legs are caught. Meryl's knocked out. Snake is there. He's trying to get loose. Fucking liquid is still alive after that fucking wreck. And he's walking up to us with a machine gun. You know, snake, gonna kill you. You know, I don't know what that was, but I don't know what that was either. He's walking up to us. You know, snakes trying to get out. And all of a sudden he falls over dead. <gasps> oh no. Died of a heart attack. And in, in a very like dramatic way, he goes, Fox. And then Snake goes, die. <laughs> oh, snap. He died a fox die. <gasps> oh, no. 
That's it. I mean, that's pretty much the end. I mean, well, no, you got the two different stories depending on who you beat it with. Well, that's true. You know, if if we if we beat it, if you know, if we submitted the torture, Otacon's with us the whole time. Yeah. If uh, if you know, and obviously with Merrill the other time. And this is the only place that you ever learned Snake's real name. Snake's real name. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Dave. Well, he says David. David. And, the, and then they have the joke, if you have Otacon with you, he's like, well, my name's Hal, Hal and Dave. Ha ha. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> Very funny. I can't let you do that, Dave. <laughs> so. Can't um, let you do that, Kyle. <laughs> so, um, that be it, but. Then we get into the whole philosophy thing, which I mean, I understand. I mean, it is a very cool moment. They play that song at the end. It shows the polar bears, you know, the song <laughs> that you're going to hear when the show is over. Yeah, when the, the best when the, fucking song ever. Yeah, the uh, the the ending song. So every Metal Gear, you know, since Metal Gear Solid ends with a has a song that is sung by like a woman, and uh, it, it depends on like uh, the. Kind of like the the era of the time, which I mean, you know, it's Snake Eater's the best one. Period. I still like this one the best. This was my joint. This one is like, is it Gaelic? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. It's it's in another language. I know that. No, it is, but it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, the best is yet to come. Just uh, just go listen to that on YouTube, and it's it's fabulous. Uh, so yeah, the in the, the in the the continuity, Snake and Merrill ride off into the sunset on a snowmobile. Uh, at the same time, they stop the uh, the nuclear uh, strike that is supposed to be coming. Um, Campbell pulls through after all, and um, so Otacon's alive too. You know, the the whole thing was Otacon was going to sacrifice himself to to get Snake and Merrill out. So Otacon's alive too. Liquid Snake is dead, died a fox die, and it's left with us thinking. You know, Snake has a conversation with with uh, Naomi, talking about the whole thing. It, we get very we get very emotional here, talking about you know life. And he asked her, he's like, "Well, it killed Liquid, and he's my twin." Is this fox die shit going to kill me too? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It's it's experimental. We don't know. And so uh, we get you know we get the we get the credits credits roll play the great song, and then we cut to a blank screen, and we have a telephone call. Shalashaska. Between Shalashaska, Revolver Ocelot. And somebody else. And somebody else. We don't hear his voice. And he's talking about, you know, they got big plans. You know, we've recovered some stuff. We got all the information of Metal Gear. We got all the information about how to make these stealth nuclear warheads. And we're going to be able to sell them to the highest bidder. <laughs> And at the end, at the very end of the conversation, he's like, uh, "You know, I appreciate you for I appreciate your time. Nobody knows anything, Mister President." And then it's over. And then it ends. 
So the one behind the entire thing is the president of the United States of America. <laughs> but it just goes back to the beauty that Revolver Ocelot was a triple agent the entire time. Oh, yeah. Revolver Ocelot was a good guy pretending to be a bad guy, pretending to be a good guy being a bad guy. And he's probably the most, like, evil character in that game. Yeah. In the series. In the series. Ocelot is the most interesting character in that entire fucking series. Yep. He really is. Like, especially when you get into, like, Metal Gear Solid 3 and you hear, like, a lot of his backstory stuff. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. This guy is crazy. <laughs> And he has the best voice actor. Unfortunately, he loses that voice actor a little little bit later on in the series. Yeah, but haven't played that yet, right? No, we haven't played that one yet. No, no, no. So, no, no, we lose him. Does he go out in four? No, he goes out in two, part, partly. The arm takes over. In two. Well, yeah, but I thought he still had the voice. Maybe I'm wrong. He has the voice sometimes. Okay, we'll get we'll get into it, but that's um that's Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, one of the most influential games to ever come out, ever. Yeah, it is my favorite game of all time, and it will forever be my favorite game of all time, and it's all because I played this game when I was thirteen years old, and it blew my ass away. Yeah. Never seen anything like it before. Now it's child's play, you know, compared oh. to compared to future Metal Gear games. But it's at the time, no one had ever seen anything like that before. It was mature. First time I'd really ever heard cursing in a game. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of it back then. Of course, there wasn't a ton of voice acting until the PlayStation rolled around. Yeah. So uh, it was very, very interesting. Uh, This time around, I was slightly going through the motions since I knew every fucking thing there is to know about this game. Oh, yeah. Um, But at the same time, I'm reminded that this game was not as easy as I remember it. Part of that is because it's it's Japanese. Part of it is because it's It's old. old. Yeah. Japanese games are very different than American games. Yeah. So, so very... (laughs) Metal Gear is conventional and unconventional at the exact same time. Yeah. There really is nothing like Metal Gear. That's back when American games were not as conventional as they are now. And the Japanese games were so far ahead of them. Yeah, so innovative. yeah, and it, what's weird now is that a lot of Japanese games are still in that era. <laughs> That's true. And the American games seem to be the ones, you know, making the bigger changes, but it's weird. Yeah, back then that game changed everything. Oh yeah. That's, you know, that's when that's when games became cinematic for the first time. You know, and the the, the thing was was that we didn't see much of it like 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 we said before Resident Evil was the first one to to have that kind of feel to it. But the Metal Gear took it to a whole new fucking level. Oh yeah. Oh my god. You know, it was it was crazy. Matt, how you feel about it? Matt, are you even there? I mean, I still 
Love the game. Yes, I am here. Okay. My, uh, I believe my internet is rather shitty, and it's causing me to have a whole lot of delay. I got you. So I, I have not chimed in very much, but... You know, it, it's still a fantastic game. Um, I can I can still see now when I play it why I was so impressed with it, even if those elements are not as impressive today. And, uh, you know, it, it it's a great start to a great series. Yeah. The rest of the games are good, but, you know, who knows what would have happened if this game hadn't been as good. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know. It's it's fantastic. Uh, I, I had a little, little bit of a tough time with the controls, but other than that, I still really liked seeing... I, I was surprised, actually, because I played it so much less than you guys. I'm surprised that I do remember pretty much every scene in the game, if not all the motivations and convoluted backstory and you know and, and all the dialogue I, I remembered all the scenes and that that alone was surprising to me it's, it's because it was so uh, memorable yeah, i enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed the the boss fights i, I still don't think they're as good as three but <laughs> for that time there was yeah I mean, they're super memorable and i i enjoyed going back through it it was fun cool and Ken, I mean, do I even have to ask you? You know how I feel about this game. There's a reason why that I have beat it over a hundred times at this point. It's just, it started everything in that generation for me. It's one of the reasons why I think the PlayStation is the best system ever yeah. made. Um, and like I've always said, it's in my top three games of all time. And I just, it's just because I don't think I can put any one of those above any of the other ones. Yeah, that's... I mean, Metal Gear is is was the one that changed me, for 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 it molded me into what the the games I like to play now. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, Final Fantasy VII was definitely one that molded me as well. Um, and it's it, God, I can't I can't stress enough how how nostalgic I feel for this game. You know, there's there, there's a few things yeah. that I feel nostalgic for. And Metal Gear Solid is one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if I if I want to get really nerdy and dumb, uh, Space Jam soundtrack. When I think <laughs> when I think of nostalgia, I think of, of Metal Gear Solid and the Space Jam soundtrack because that was you know th- th- those were the two things I was like yeah when I was a kid. Um, just you know getting blown away by that game is fucking amazing, and it. I think it still holds up to this day. I mean, the, the gameplay may not, but I think that the for, for its time, I was impressed because I was I played it. I finished it yesterday, and in fucking Revolver Ocelot, the, the the guy who does his voice, and that that actor is fucking great, you know. And and listening to some of his dialogue, I was just like, this is like this is fucking good, you know. I was like, in 1998, games you 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 go back to any game that was made in 1998 that wasn't Metal Gear Solid, it had really shitty, hokey voice acting. And this was like really good, impressive shit that you could, you could, that could hold up to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that's when I was like, God, this, this was so ahead of its time. Metal Gear Solid was ahead of its time. I, I put, I take that back. Metal Gear Solid was not ahead of its time. It came out exactly when it needed to. Yep. Changed the generation, it, it, defined it, the PlayStation. It moved gaming forward. 
But that's it for us. That's the end of Metal Gear Solid. Got that one in the bag. We're going to move on to Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Uh, relatively soon. I don't know exactly when. I think we're going to take... It depends on what Matt wants to do. Um, we may take a week off. We may do an intermission show. Now that we mentioned before the show that we really need to play through Metal Gear... Not Metal Gear, but uh, Resident Evil 6. I think we may actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> if Matt's up for it. <laughs> oh, I know Matt's got a bad delay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but uh it's uh so so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I do appreciate everybody listening. I know a lot of people listen to this these this, this series because Metal Gear's near and dear to everybody's hearts. It's not just mine, it's not just Ken and Matt's. It's it, everybody knows how important Metal Gear was to the to the gaming world. But uh, I, like I said, I do appreciate everybody listening. I, I, I please send more emails. I love hearing from you guys. I, I love hearing your feedback. Uh, you know, uh, especially anybody out there who hasn't played Metal Gear and was playing with us, or who hasn't experienced it in a really long time. You know, tell us what how you felt about it. I mean, th- there was a lot of reveals going on in the in the end right there, and I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, but you can send me an email. It's Drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can uh, also uh, follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And Ken is at ZTGD. You can follow the uh, the podcast itself. It's at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Post all the new episodes there. Uh, you can tweet to us. I'm trying to be a little bit more active with the, 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 the account itself. If you see posts from the Phoenix Down tweet, Twitter account, I should say. Uh, it's, it's me saying it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Matt has the login, but I don't think he's ever going to use it. So, just in case, if I die, Matt can take it over. So, <laughs> if you die, that's not fucking morbid. That's true. Well, I want the I want the podcast to continue. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's pretty much it for us. Uh, Ken, thank you for coming on, and I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna hear from you very soon with Metal Gear Two. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know when that's gonna be. I'd say probably next couple weeks, maybe 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 three weeks or a month at the most. We can take our time with this because I don't think Metal Gear Solid Five is coming out anytime soon. Who knows? Yeah, that's the fun. That's the fun with Kojima. He'll just be like, "I got an announcement to make about an announcement." And, well, then, yeah. and then, like a week later, uh, Metal Gear's coming out tomorrow. Boom! What do you think of that? I still think September. You think September? That's that's my guess. Uh, I see him going into October. It's possible. I mean, any of that's possible, but yeah, that might be a nice birthday gift for me. Metal Gear Solid Five. I had to buy it for myself, but that's, that's yeah, right. it's not really a gift when you buy it for yourself. This, this is true, but that's okay. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's it for us. Um, we're gonna get out of here. I don't know what we're gonna do next week. We may do an intermission show. In fact, I'm pretty sure we're gonna do an intermission show because I kind of need to take a break from 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 you know just having to play something. So Considering uh, we got like six million reviews going. Yeah, we got a lot of reviews. I mean, that, that's another thing. People who listen to, to this podcast, check out ztgd.com. Holy crap, we have got content coming out the ass. It's it's nuts. We we got reviews coming everywhere. 
We got yeah, I've got a bunch of reviews up now, and I got I got more I got coming. Ken's got a god awful amount. You know, we're we're working our butts off, and we're trying to give everybody some quality content. You know, yeah, screw screw the big guys. Always stay indie. Motherfucker, well, I'm playing a game that don't come out for three weeks right now. Look at that. See? See? I'm playing a game that doesn't come out for another two weeks. Snap. Snap. Yeah. yeah. It's Japanese Ghostbusters. Ooh, did I intrigue you? <laughs> I think I did. Jesus Christ. So check it. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that for that uh, review coming pretty soon. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Uh, and I got another, I got a review of Hand of Fate coming, uh, next week too. Uh, spoiler alert, that game's already out and you need to buy it. I'll just go ahead and say it. <laughs> See, man, he's just, oh man, he's just rocking it right now. Yeah, I'm rocking it. Going crazy, going wild. But anyway, we've, we've wasted enough of your time. Uh, but like I said, I appreciate everybody listening. We will be back probably next week. Me and Matt can shoot the shit. We'll talk about some TV and some stuff. You know, maybe we'll play some Resident Evil 6 in between there, talk about how bad it controls, and uh, we'll be back. But until then, we're going to try this. Matt's delayed, but we're going to try this. I'm Drew. I'm Ken. And I'm Matt. Ooh, there it is. (laughs) And we're out of here. We'll catch you guys next week. (laughs) 